All right, so uh, we're going to talk about some sales tips because, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, you've chosen a profession where you're in sales. <laughs> whether you're good at sales or not, uh, you've chosen a profession where you're in sales, so you better figure it out. So uh, some of these tips have just come through uh, years of experience in, in talking with some great sales people out there. So, um, and there's a million tips that we could provide and we could give, but these are uh, three tips that I think that would help all of us. Uh, number one, um, and this is kind of uh, this is kind of an interesting one because I don't necessarily think that we think about this. Sales is about what the customer believes, not necessarily what you say. We go in there and we've got our presentation and we pitch, 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 talk about how great we are and what we can do. But it doesn't necessarily matter what really matters. And the question that we should be asking is what does the what does that client actually believe? So no matter how good your pre presentation is, it's no good if your client doesn't believe it and does not believe in you. Uh, I mean, we've seen it. I've, I've, I've you know I've purchased cars. I've, I've been in timeshare presentations. I've seen some of the greatest pitches. I, I mean, the greatest presentations. You could have a PowerPoint, and you're going to have your listing presentation on your iPad. Uh, you can have all the documentation, but it doesn't really matter if the client doesn't believe in you. So take time, uh, take time to engage with your client. I know there are agents out there that are just run people in and out. Their goal is to get in on a listing presentation and be out in 20 minutes. Well, you know, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you, but I'm not sure how you are able to get that person to really engage with you and start to believe in you. So I would say take time to engage with your client. The best way to do is ask a ton of questions. Uh, just get the person on the other side of the transaction, the other side of the table, get them talking. And we always talk about top, the 70-30 rule. It's hard for guys like you and I to follow this rule because we're talkers. Uh, and we think that being good in sales is about talking, but really the trick in really being good in sales is listening. Because if you listen, the other person will tell you their problem. You'll find their pain point. You'll discover their needs. So 70% of the conversation should be led and directed by the consumer, not you. We should only be talking 20 to 30% of the time. That's awesome. And it is, uh, you know, perception is, I don't know, nine tenths of the law, I guess you could say. Um, you know, it's not what we say, it's what the what they hear. And then, of course, not only what they hear, but again, like you said, Mike, asking questions. So one of the things that I wanted to bring up was just what did they hear? Uh, most of us think we communicate well, <laughs> and in the reality, we don't. Uh, and, and whether it's, you know, improper format, whether it's the wrong language, not, not necessarily, you know, type of language, but, you know, uh, you know, whether we're using the phraseologies correctly um, or, you know, whatnot. But a good thing to do would be sit down with somebody who hasn't yet heard your presentation, give your presentation and then ask them, what did you hear? You know, what what did you take away from this? Uh, not necessarily another realtor, but someone who isn't a realtor. Um, and just, you know, kind of find out what they heard you say. Um, my wife and I do this sometimes, you know, we, we talk to each other and then I stop and I say, what did you hear me say? And sometimes she'll, she'll reply something that is not what I thought I said and then vice versa. And, and it's become a, a, a kind of a, a fun thing that she and I now do. Uh, we don't set each up, each other up for failure, but you know, but it, we do, uh, sit there and we, we have those conversations and it's like, okay, I think I, I think I said it right, honey. What, what did you hear? Um, and try that with your presentations. It's just as good as doing your role playing. Uh, and you may discover that you need to manipulate your, your presentation a little bit. Yeah. And you can also go in with, okay, you know, when I have my presentation, I have my materials, I have my pitch, ask the next question, what is it that I want the person 
to get from this? What is it that I want them to think? What is it yeah. that I want them to hear? And what is it that I want them to believe in me? And yes. it really, it's just, I, I think a lot of us, we just need to take more time in examining our presentation and our sales pitches. And then when you walk out and you didn't get the deal, um, you need to take some time to figure out and start replaying the events in your mind of, of what maybe did I say? What what did they believe? What is it that I said uh, so that you can improve? Mm-hmm. So. And, and, you know, actually send, calling them back and asking for that or sending them an email and asking for that um, shows that you're really a learning-based individual. I've done that once or twice, or, or let me rephrase that. I've done it a number of times, but once or twice I've won the deal because I did that, because I just called them back and said they, they realized that I was somebody who really cared and, and they uh, decided to go with me anyway. All right, number two, always know how you're going to close the sale. Um, you've got to walk into the room knowing how you're going to close the sale. You've got to prepare to close the sale. Um, you know, it's you shouldn't act shocked and surprised when they say, okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, my wife and I, we have many nights like that. <laughs> I act shocked. <laughs> but, you know, uh, um, you got to – the close is the most important part of the presentation. If you don't know how you're going to close, then just don't go into the room. I mean, you really don't. And we spend so much time focused on how on getting the appointments on our presentations and all of our materials, but we don't really practice. We don't really focus. We don't really become experts at closing because it is the most important part of any presentation. So develop your closing strategy ahead of time and have several techniques and strategies prepared. You never know what they're going to throw at you. They're, you know, you you have to have a different ways of, of closing a trade because not everybody's going to respond the way. Um, but you got to know how you're going to do it. You got to rehearse it in your mind. I always say rehearse it in your head, you know, before you go into that appointment you know envision the outcome envision how it's literally going to go down when i when i pitched in college you know our coach always said envision where the pitch is going to go before you throw the ball and it's the same thing in in closings the same thing in our appointments and always have your closing documents ready readily available um if you know if you go in for a listing and you don't have your, your listing documents or you don't have your computer right there where you can just pull them up uh, and say, oh, I'll email them back to you. You know, you open up, you're leaving some room yeah. uh, for bad things to happen. Yep. And so bar, part of being prepared to close is actually having all of your closing documents ready. Even if it's a buyer broker agreement, you're working with a buyer, have something in place, something for them to sign, something to feel like that they are now married to you. And as I, and I said, envision how the meeting will end before you walk in. Know how it's going to go down. We talked about, don't be surprised if you get the deal. You really should be surprised if you don't get the deal. You know, that's awesome. I, anybody who's a telemarketer, and you know, of course, I'm always a big disc assessment guy. You know, I, I believe in behavioral assessments, not so much about other people, but more about myself so I can understand more about me. Um, and it's important. And, and when you are in a listing presentation, it's important to, to understand that person's assessment. So in other words, are they analytical? Are they, you know, concerned with the process? Are they concerned with the love of people and, and, the, and the family perspective uh, and their friend perspective of entertainment? and things of that nature, uh, or, or are they just get-or-done drivers? And, and so you kind of need to have a different proverbial tool in your bag, Mike, just like you were saying. You know, don't go in just expecting to say because that's the way you do things that you're expecting them to perceive it 
They may be one of those other, and I would guarantee at least one of the two, if it's a husband and wife or, or significant others, that one of them has a different assessment than the other one. And so as a result, you need to be able to play to both those assessments. I think that's probably one of the more important lessons was, you know, yes, you have to have it. And then you have to have that mantra in your head that says, you know, I'm going to get the listing. I can envision myself getting the listing. I can envision myself having the sign put up. I can envision myself having shaking their hand saying, congratulations, your home is sold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and then envision on helping all their friends and family buy their next home. I mean, it just goes on. It there goes you go. up down the road. <laughs> That's right. You know, we have we have so many. You know, I, I mean, we're we're inundated with lunch and learns oh and gosh. and class opportunities and trainings and 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 RPR trainings and and, and so forth. Um, in our industry, we provide very little opportunities to teach and train people on how to do sales. So Skill. if you're looking for something to do this week and you don't really know how to sell or you really don't know the art of closing the deal, um, subscribe to those podcasts, read those blogs, uh, Google it on Amazon, closing the deal books, yeah. you know, see what pops up um, because that's real. If you can't close, you shouldn't be drinking coffee, right? And coffee's for closers, Todd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that, yeah, you know, there are people, especially you brought it up earlier, people that believe they know a lot who have a tendency to sell themselves and get the sale very quickly because they're good at it, but they don't listen enough to see the buying signals. So they talk themselves right through the sale. And and realistically, you've seen those people. They're either the kind of people that hang that the clients finally sign just to get you out of the house, and then they cancel tomorrow morning, you know. Or it's the kind of people that you know you just have have totally upset, and they're just like, you know, uh, let me look at my watch. We gotta go, you know. Come back another time, or we'll call you, you know, step of thing. Yeah, and, and if you really want a lesson in this, go sign up for a timeshare presentation this weekend. They're the best. Well, that's a high drive, right? That's the one where the pit bull latches on. <laughs> All right. And the third thing is believe in how you can help the client. You know, um, people can smell fear and they can smell a lack of confidence. You may not know it, but it's written all over your demeanor. It's written all over your posture. It's written all over your face. And we talked about this in, in listing a house and telling people when their house smells, if you can smell it, you can't sell it. Well, the same thing, if, if, if they can smell the fear on you and if they can smell the, the inadequacy and the, and the lack of confidence, you are not going to be able to sell yourself. Um, and so I always go in, you know, if you're going to go in with a buyer or seller who, who's setting an appointment, Okay, they are going to buy and sell with someone. They have literally made a decision that they're going to do something in the area of real estate. So it might as well be you. Be a nice idea. So you go in with that attitude. It, it might as well be me, and I need to close the deal because if it's not me, it's going to be someone else. And don't be intimidated by the fact that they might be talking to somebody else. Okay, it, it's got to be somebody. So it might as well be you. That's how I got married. My wife, you know, she was <laughs> going to marry someone. So why not? <laughs> why not me? You know. And if you don't believe in yourself, and if you don't believe in your abilities to help, then you're doomed. You know, and they say fake it till you make it. Uh, you know, confident people always do the best in sales. And so where I start with the believe in how you can help your client, I think that is the mind shift of, you know, we walk in trying to get the sale. Uh, but really, we should walk in with I've got the ability to help you and your spouse achieve whatever your goals are, solve whatever real estate problems that you have, but believe in yourself that you have the ability to help people and help. And, and when you do that and when you walk in, 
of, of the ability that I can help make somebody's dream of home ownership come true, it really becomes a different demeanor. Oh, it certainly does. You know, and I think the biggest thing when you say fake it till you make it is, you know, and if, that's for our newer. It, no, I get it, but the, the, which is true. Um, but you can overcome a lot of that inexperience and uh, and and lack of of uh, uh, history of sales, if you would, by asking questions. So we're really saying number one is answering some of number three uh, in the fact that it's really positioning you to be able to, you know, and, and if you're asking good questions, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having questions written down on a piece of paper. You know, Mr. or Mrs. Smith, I, you know, you know, I don't have these written down because I'm new and I don't know the questions internally. I'm ha I'm, I write these questions down because I want to make sure I don't forget to ask you one because each of these are an important aspect of the sale. You you know, however you've got to come across it to be able to do it. The more you try to convince, think about it, the more you try to convince somebody to do something, the less likely they're going to do it because it, 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 in, it, they, they have a fight or flight attitude that turns on their crock brain turns on and they, and they want to run away from the deal as you try to close them in. In return, instead of trying to convince them, why don't you tell them that story that Mike and I have talked about over the past you know, couple of years in these about how you help someone in a similar situation. But see, if you're doing all the talking without asking the questions, you're not identifying those questions to ask. And they're not, you're not giving them an, an opportunity to tell you how to close them. Exactly. Because when they start telling you their problems and their needs, then that's what you respond on how you can solve the problems and meet those needs. That really is the secret to, to sales. I mean, yeah. and you have the ability to go in and you're not going in to sell a home. You're going in to meet somebody's problems and solve and somebody's problems solve. and meet their needs. That's what you do. And really just kind of, it just really changes the different perspective. But anyways, those yep. are three tips on sales.